Seahawks rookie Jackson Smith in Jigba is set to miss time. We'll talk about the impact of his injury, all that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, we are we're, we're just another day closer to the regular season. I can't wait. Preseason is is winding down. I guess we I guess we have one more week, right? And yeah, camps yeah. are camps are uh, pretty much over with. And now it kind of feels like we're getting some some bad news. We talked about the preseason winners from week two yesterday. We're going to hit on some losers, and unfortunately. It's injury talk time. We had uh, three players we're really interested in, uh, especially a couple of wide receivers, go down with some injuries in week two, and, and that's where we've got to start. The name I already mentioned, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Seattle Seahawks rookie receiver. Uh, didn't didn't look like anything major uh, in that game. Uh, went up for the catch, almost almost had a touchdown. Instead, comes away with a wrist injury that uh required surgery to uh to repair you know early early in the day uh yesterday when that report came out there was kind of some optimism maybe it wasn't serious um wasn't a long-term issue and and then we get the Pete Carroll update that it's a four to five week uh injury uh at least and I mean we know how Pete Carroll and the Seahawks are when it comes to injury updates uh let's just say we can't always trust them we're we're gonna miss JSN for a little while. It sounds like. Yeah, it does sound that way. I mean, it, it's a broken bone, from what I understand. So they heal usually normally and all that good stuff. But um, I think he was your number one receiver in this draft, right? Certainly. Oh yeah. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, and clearly, to be honest with you, and I thought he looked really good in the preseason before this. He got a lot of usage in the preseason, so yep. he was everything he was cracked up to be. But I don't think this is all that terrible for us as dynasty folks or as redraft people, because even if he doesn't come back until after that week five bye, I don't know that he was startable before then anyway. You know, like I can't put him in my an unusual starting lineup week one, probably not week two. And then if he's back week three or four, you at least get to see him a little bit. So he's still a massive dynasty asset. Uh, you know, even in redraft, maybe you can get him a cheap, a round or two cheaper now, and you probably weren't going to have him in your starting lineup to begin with. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good point. Uh, checking out ADP, he is up to the wide receiver seventeen in DLF Dynasty ADP thirty overall in startup drafts. That's uh, one quarterback ADP data. Um, what's what's really interesting is he'd been moving up that that redraft ADP as well. 
his seasonal ADP is not too far off the wide receiver, wide receiver 17 mark. So mm-hmm. um, there was really some, some growing hype buzz expectations that he could contribute and make a real impact. But I think you make a great point. Uh, realistically, we weren't, uh, we weren't locking him into lineups um, certainly in the early part of the season. And uh, based on, at least based on this, uh, the comments from Pete Carroll, we can expect to see JSN uh, after the bye, maybe even sooner. I mean, you know, we, he, he didn't, didn't pigeonhole himself into anything, but um, yeah, I, I still think this guy can make an impact. I think yeah. he can uh, gain value this season. I don't think there should be any kind of discount uh, when it comes to JSN because of this injury. You know, I think back to, 2014 and uh Odell Beckham suffered that oh yeah uh, he suffered that preseason injury maybe even training camp I can't recall exactly but uh suffered that injury it was going to be a six-week deal that was his rookie year too right yeah yeah, rookie season yeah season um people were panic selling him you know I, I remember seeing him uh being flipped for for other veteran receivers at the time those those win now type players um and of course just just a few weeks later uh, those managers were regretting that move uh quite a bit as as he ascended up to the wide receiver one in dynasty and the the 101 in dynasty and uh doesn't mean jsn follows that path but it certainly does mean you should not be uh, selling him or flipping him because of a a preseason injury that might you know might cost him a few games. So these are minor, but maybe it helps Fant a little. But if you're starting Noah Fant, you're in worse shape than you could even begin with, <laughs> and maybe it hurts Geno Smith a little. You know, fewer three receiver sets, but it probably helps Metcalf yep. and Lockett get a target or two more. Yeah, yeah, doesn't doesn't hurt those guys for sure. Um, we'll, we'll see JSN back pretty soon. Um, I I guess from a rookie draft standpoint, I mean, he was in that conversation, uh, at at two overall in single quarterback rookie draft. So if you have a late rookie draft, maybe Gibbs is the two and and JSN is the three, would you push him down further than three in a one quarterback league? Would you take, um, you know, would you take any, any of those other rookies ahead of him that are going, uh, in that four through six range, I mean, Addison, Zay Flowers has been impressive early. You taking Quentin any of Johnson. those guys? No, Johnson. that's not enough to change anything for me. And I got I nothing totally against agree. any of them. Yeah, I just think he's the much better prospect. Yeah, I think he's uh, three at worst in single quarterback, uh, single quarterback leagues. I think that makes him six at worst in super flex. So, um, feels like big news from a dynasty standpoint. It's probably not as big as it might sound. Um, let's move on to another injury. I guess we can call this guy a preseason uh, week two loser. I hate to do that uh, because his offense overall was looking pretty good on uh, the preseason version of Monday night football. Terry McLaurin yeah. suffers a toe injury, leaves the game. Um, there was, there was some concern. It was a, uh, a leg injury, not necessarily a foot or toe injury, then the, you know, anytime you hear toe, you automatically think turf toe, and that's one of those that's one of those nagging injuries that players try to play through and uh, sometimes are not successful. Again, the early uh, the early reports on this have been pretty positive. McLaurin could still play in Week One. 
what are your thoughts on this? And um, is, is this a guy that maybe should be uh, losing value as a result of this? Or are we just, just kind of not worried about it? Um, when it happened live and I was watching, I went, Oh no. Cause his reaction was yeah. terrible. <laughs> yes. you know, he looked right. like I'm done for the year. Like this is awful. He was really frustrated and vis- visually upset. And I will say a toe is a much bigger deal than it sounds, especially for a wide yep. receiver that's cutting off it left and right. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't sound like much, but turf toes have ended careers and guys have never mm. quite been the same. But, I mean, I looked at him and, and have thought all along, I own a lot of McLaurin, and I plan on drafting him in redraft, and I often do, because I still think he's very undervalued in all formats. And I don't think Howe is a huge impediment to him. And I, I know it's preseason, but I thought the offense it moved Didn't look like it well. last night. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Sam so, Howe looked great. That entire offense looked great. Brian Robinson played well. I thought Dotson looked tremendous, too. Yep, yep. yep. So I guess it helps Dotson a little, but um, I'm optimistic. I mean, this happened just, you know, very, very recently. So we'll probably give you getting a little more information as things come along. But I just warn people the toes can linger. And it's not just like, like the Smith and Jigba one, that's going to heal fine. McLaurin could come back early and play through it for a while and not quite be the same. McLaurin is the wide receiver 22 at DLF Dynasty ADP, uh, about to turn 28 years old. So, you know, the older a player gets, uh, not that he's old by any means, uh, I wish I was still 28, but uh, (laughs) uh, it becomes more and more of a concern, you know, when they get these minor injuries. You look at some of the players uh, coming behind him on that ADP, and, and you could see a path to him falling a little bit over the next couple of months. Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, DJ Moore. Uh, Quentin Johnston, Michael Pittman are some of the receivers uh, behind uh, McLaurin who could possibly leapfrog him. So we could see a guy going from that late wide receiver two range to more of a mid wide receiver three. And uh, again, at, at a nearing 28 years old, that's that's probably about where he should be. Maybe he's actually being overdrafted right now based on uh, his performance the past couple of years. Yeah, that's Matt, a lot we of got a few other there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely is. We got a few other guys to talk about. We are going to talk about Kyle Pitts and what to expect. More Kyle Pitts frustration. We'll do that next. So true story. My son and especially my 15-year-old daughter have been on my case for the last couple months about, Dad, you have to stop wearing workout basketball shorts everywhere. Like we can't, it can't, you can't go out to Applebee's or breakfast or anymore wearing this stuff. You need to clean your act up and get some nicer shorts. So coincidentally, our relationship with bird dogs is, you know, happened right around that time. And I start wearing them and they're like, that's so much better, dad. You know, like you're, you're acceptable to go outside now. So they definitely make you look good. They, they, these stretch khaki shorts, they, they fit slimmer through the thigh and they give you just a better sculpted look. And, and some of them have a lining in them. Um, they, they really do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit better. They fit way better than regular shorts. And they're the, the fabric's unbelievable. They're not made of stiff, restricting cotton. Uh, Bird dogs fixed this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any of your movement. Uh, my buddy Brian uh, Brian Peacock wears them golfing all the time, raves about them. 
They also have an anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So here's what you do. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNFL, enter our promo code, LockedOnNFL, all one word, all caps, for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNFL, promo code LockedOnNFL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off, I promise you. We are talking week two preseason losers, players who who might be losing some value as a result of what we saw or didn't see in week two of the preseason. Matt, we got to move on to Kyle Pitts here. We know kind of the story of last season, a frustrating season for him and for anyone who had him on their fantasy roster because the the upside, the expectations were sky high. This is a guy who was valued as the dynasty tight end one uh, you know, very quickly in his career. And uh, even in the months throughout that that disappointing season. And here we are in the preseason now. We're just uh just a couple of weeks from the from the NFL season kicking off. And there's still some concerns about Kyle Pitts, his injury from last year that ended his season, and uh, honestly, just his role on the team. I said it yesterday. It's it's tough when you're looking at this preseason usage because uh, yeah, you never, it, it's a team by team situation as far as is playing time, a good thing for that team. Uh, but you look at uh, you look at how the Falcons are using Kyle Pitts. They're essentially uh, essentially using a three-way committee at tight end. We saw Desmond Ritter play 17 snaps. Kyle Pitts played nine of those. Michael Pruitt played nine of those and Johnny Smith, played seven obviously we're we're factoring in some two tight end sets in there with mm-hmm. with a couple of those guys on the field but i mean this is this is not looking great for kyle pitts if he's if he's not even go- going to be a full-time player in this offense we already have questions about the offense in general about ritter as a uh, as a first-time starter and, and now pitts is a part-time player and and maybe still uh, dealing with that leg injury from from last year how worried are you about Kyle Pitts? My impression is Pruitt's the best blocker. You know, like he's a good movement yep. blocker. We know they're going to run the ball a lot. They're a very physical offense. And maybe we brushed it off, myself included, but the acquisition of John U. Smith from his old coach in Tennessee maybe uh, should have been yeah. more telling than we thought. And I just thought they would play together a lot in London and Robinson and they often talk about positionless football down there. Just give me a lot of big people that can do a lot of stuff. But this is concerning. And I'm enamored with Kyle Pitts. Like, I'm going down with the ship no matter what because I think he's okay. that rare. I think but a his, lot of people are. Yeah. I just think his career has been so odd, though. After a while, it's, you know, what's that saying? Like, once is a fluke, you know, three times is a trend, you know, whatever it is. You know, like, there's must have been something holding back his fantasy production every step of the way. And I'm not saying he's dumb or doesn't work hard or anything like that, but is there something behind the scenes we don't know that's, you know, because I, I just know that's how teams work, you know, like if they don't quite trust him or if he's not running the right routes or I don't know. I, I mean, maybe this injury still is a thing or maybe just maybe, but although they have played London and Bijan, they just want to keep him as fresh as possible and they're going to unleash him like crazy in week one. And I think I'll go down with that chip, but boy, I might regret it. 
Well, there's still a lot of positives for Kyle Pitts uh, from a dynasty standpoint, especially, I mean, still just 22 years old. Crazy, uh, I mean, we talk about uh, the age or, or the season in which tight ends really break out. And we're talking about their fourth or fifth season in the league. And usually you know, it's maybe age it's 27. Even, right. Exactly. I was going to say, <laughs> right. We, we've got a long window here and, and this is not a, this is not a player who I would label as, uh, I wouldn't consider him a bust, right? I mean, the, the he produces. Falcons, yeah, right. He he has produced, he's had successful seasons, uh, or at least one successful season as a rookie. And I mean, this is not a guy that the Falcons are going to give up on or totally replace by any means. It's, it's not like a bust uh, quarterback, Zach Wilson type mm, situation. Right, right. He's going to have a job. He's going to have a job in three years, in five years. So I think we just have to be patient and, we're starting to see a little bit of a value dip with Kyle Pitts. I, I've actually seen him traded in a couple of my leagues recently. The The price was still uh, certainly not cheap, but it was less than what it would have been uh, six months ago, nine months ago, yeah. obviously last offseason for sure. He is the tight end three currently in ADPs behind Kelsey and Andrews, uh, right above Hawkinson and, and Dallas Goddard. So kind of locked in into that top three spot. Uh, really is a floor, I think. But if if we're talking redraft, you know, we're, we're if we're talking those underdog drafts that we love to do, Kyle Pitts is a guy I'm, I'm mostly avoiding, which feels crazy to say, oh, but yeah. that's that's where I am with it. Yeah, I hear you. And one last thing I have to throw in there is I'm almost certain he didn't play with Ritter last year, right? I mean, he he missed the end of the season, right? I mean, I'd be right, yeah, yeah. That. He was, he, yes, and, he was out by that point. And I'm not saying Ritter is Drew Brees in terms of accuracy, but man, anyone that's watched Marcus Mariota in an Eagles uniform and it wasn't much better last year, like talk about missing open receivers and just being a terrible uh, passer of the football. That's what Pitts had to deal with last year. Yeah, this is going to be an upgrade. I mean, we mm-hmm. but we've heard, you know, we've heard the glowing reports about Bijan Robinson, about Drake London, and uh, they they just haven't been there when it comes to to Kyle Pitts. So, yeah. Be patient, don't panic sell, buy low certainly if you can. Uh, but this may not be a guy you can rely on consistently even uh even through the season couple of the tight ends I want to talk about really quickly. Michael Mayer, the rookie. Um, there was some expectation from some in the dynasty community that he could walk into uh, Vegas and, and earn that starting tight end job right away. Maybe not. Uh, they, they've got that veteran Austin Hooper, who they signed this offseason. Hooper looked like uh, the lead guy, at least this past preseason game. I mean, this is not one I'm worried about really by any means. But again, rookie tight ends, we might have to uh, take a step back and and just stick Michael Mayer on the end of our bench. What do you think here, Matt? Yeah, 100%. I mean, like Hooper's not much of a speed bump to get over. Right. You know, and rookie tight ends take a while. I never counted on Mayer to have a fantasy worthy 2023 anyway. So this is small potatoes to me. Yep, I agree. Um, last tight end to talk about. We, we mentioned him last week and. It was pretty much more of the same. Greg Dulcich in Denver continued to play behind Adam Troutman. Of course, Troutman, formerly of the Saints and formerly uh, played under Sean Payton. You talked about uh, 
the Titans acquiring, uh, I'm sorry, the Falcons acquiring Johnny Smith mm, yeah. and reconnecting with the former coach there. We saw the same thing here in Denver and those situations tend to be problematic and, and Dulcich while he was impressive as a rookie, certainly not entrenched as a starter. I think we have to start worrying about his upside for sure. Um, I actually went after we talked last week, went and tried to, uh, to move my Greg Dulcet shares, tried to trade those. Didn't actually didn't have as many as I thought I did. He felt like a player I was pretty invested in. And um, that, that ended up not being the case. So I I just hung on to him. I want to see how this one plays out. I mean, Adam Troutman, it's not like he was, he wasn't exactly a star when he was with the saints either. So that's, no. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a little preseason, you know, fishiness here. Yeah. I mean, some of these coaches will put a young guy in the doghouse because they see a lot of potential. Like Ayuka was last year with San Francisco. You know what I mean? They see a ton of potential. Maybe the kid doesn't, you know, feels a little entitled. So Peyton puts him in the doghouse for a while. But they're also. I don't get the impression Peyton's married to anybody he inherited. You know, like, I'm just going to bring my yeah. guys in, and if you don't get on the ship, so be it. I'll throw you overboard. So, Including if, Russell Wilson, right? Including Russell Wilson. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I mean, signing yeah. Stidham said, said that to me. We got a couple more guys to talk about, players that might be at the end of your dynasty bench and might be at the end of their own team's bench, actually. We'll do that right after this. Guys, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% sure that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Um, it's super easy to do. I wish they had a service like this for when I was you know, in the scouting world or even in the media like we've been. So... You know, there's simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Here's what I need you to do. LinkedIn jobs helps you to find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We're talking week two preseason dynasty losers today. We hit on some injured players, Terry McLaurin, Jackson Smith, and Jigbo. We talked about the tight ends in our second segment. Matt, we've got some uh, some players here to finish up the show with that these guys might be in danger of not even making their NFL team. Let's start with Justin Ross of the Kansas city chiefs, you know, kind of one of those players that got a lot of hype early in the uh, off season, really even early in the preseason, but he looks pretty buried in Kansas city. Mm-hmm. I know we like to invest in as many, uh, as many chiefs as we can. And, and Ross certainly flashed his talent and ability early in his Clemson career, but has dealt with so many injuries since then. Uh, again, looks like uh, based on week two preseason action, he might be the wide receiver five or six on this roster. And uh, I would not consider him a lock to make that team. Uh, any any hope for Justin Ross? It's a pretty crowded room. I mean, there's no Tyree Kill there, obviously, but it's a crowded room. And there's easily four ahead of them that you know are going to make the team. And 
here's a lesson that I think applies to our podcast as well is if you're the fourth or especially the fifth receiver or the third running back, you almost have to have some kind of special teams traits. And I don't know that he does. My hunch is he doesn't because he was a five-star recruit that went to Clemson. Then he got hurt. You know, like you have to reinvent yourself and run down on punts and things of that nature. And if you know that your guy doesn't, and he's a wide receiver four or five, he's either not going to be active on game day or he's not even going to make the final roster. Yeah, pulling some uh, snap info from Pro Football Focus. Uh, Patrick Mahomes played 20 snaps, uh, and Justin Ross did get some uh, got some run with Mahomes on the field. Only saw two snaps. Uh, that was sixth on the wide receiver depth chart behind MVS, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, Rashi Rice, and Richie James. Mm. Uh, each of those players saw at least six snaps. So, as I said, Ross... Not looking great right now. Another player who does not Real quick, look so Richie great. James is going to make the team. Like people might just brush that off. Like, oh, he can get past Richie James. I don't know they can. Yeah, I, I really like Richie I James actually yeah, uh, yeah. in in the short term. Um, so I'm quite a bit, I, and I, I agree. I think he's definitely making the team, and uh, pretty actually kind of excited about him. I think he could be a, a sneaky uh, redraft or dynasty option at the end of your bench. Uh, let's move over to the Buffalo Bill, uh, Bills. Khalil Shakir uh, was a rookie last season, pretty much a, a lost season, kind of a redshirt year. Uh, Dynasty managers showed some patience with him. Uh, the Bills, not so much. He's there. He looks like he is their wide receiver five or six as well. Uh, same, similar story to uh, to Ross. We saw Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs obviously locked in as the starters. Shakir is playing behind Deontay Hardy. Trent Sherfield and rookie Justin Shorter, who is reportedly a lock to make the team. You know, this is a team, the Bills, that moved on from Isaiah Hodgins very quickly. I mean, you know, mm, maybe yeah. they regret that now that we we've seen uh, at least what Hodgins could do last year with the uh, with the Giants. So, I mean, they're they're not afraid to cut a, a day two or early day three pick after a year or two. Maybe Shakir doesn't even make this roster. Maybe not. And we knew they were at the top of the league in 11 personnel, three receivers on the field. Yep. And you knew when they drafted Kincaid, that was going to change that the slot position was going to get a smaller snap count. You know, that's definitely the case. And he's not even the number one slot at this point. So yes. And I also don't think he runs down on punts or kickoffs either, but if he lands with another team that's receiver starved, I would keep an eye out on him. I really liked him coming out of school. And that wasn't a okay. long ago, you know. Well, again, could be a similar path uh, as Isaiah Hodgins. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, a, not a player to drop by any means, but uh, not necessarily yeah. looking good in Buffalo. Last guy to talk about here, Zonovan Knight. We've talked about how crowded that Jets running back room is. Uh, of course, with the addition of Dalvin Cook, we've got Cook and uh, Brees Hall at the top of the depth chart. Izzy Abanacanda, the rookie seemingly locked into a roster spot. And uh, the the recent report says Michael Carter is a lock to make that roster. Hmm, that might mean that. Zonovan Knight is on his way out as the RB, uh, I guess technically the RB5. I can't imagine they're keeping five running backs. Uh, so no chance, so right? Knight could be gone. Yeah. Uh, and the only thing I could see, you're 100% right. There's five running backs there. I don't think any of them are accomplished special teamers. 
And I know Cook and is not, or Brees Hall is not playing special teams. No. I wonder, I didn't hear that Carter report, but before you said that, I was going to offer, could the Jets trade Michael Carter to the Bengals for a six-round pick or something? You know, maybe they trade somebody. He seems like the only one that would get anything back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think that's a possibility. And then then maybe they end up keeping Zonovan Knight. Uh, Knight mm-hmm. did play in that preseason game this past weekend and did did not look all that great. Uh, meanwhile, Abana Candas looked pretty impressive. And obviously, we're not going to see Dalvin Cook or, uh, or Brees Hall this preseason. So uh, kind of a waiting game with those end of uh, end of bench depth running backs for the jets, but all those guys matter in dynasty, especially those deep leagues. And again, if Zonovan Knight is cut, if Michael Carter's traded, they could actually see their dynasty value increase by mm-hmm. landing in a new spot. That's the last thing I wanted to mention. Cause we had a good Jonathan Taylor conversation. If Taylor gets traded and a running back doesn't come back, somebody's a, a Zonovan Knight type player is going to end mm. up in Indy and might even compete for a starting job. Yeah. Yeah, we certainly have seen some seen crazier things than that happen yeah, in the yeah. NFL. That is going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.